for love. You mustn't call despair. There's a secret you should know. To capture the hearts of the fair, you may not have the looks. You may not have the dash, but you'll win yourself a girl if you've only got a mustache. A mustache, a mustache. Hey, Jer, I must ask you a question. <laughs> well, that was the best intro of all time. <laughs> what mustachio must you ask me? So uh, as as you can see, which the rest of the, the fans cannot, uh, I have what looks like I maybe fell in some dirt. Not like a lot of dirt. Maybe like had – maybe I sneezed during pudding. Or have you not even noticed that I have a mustache yet? Oh, that's what's going on. <laughs> I just thought your kids were having a little bit of fun time with their Crayolas. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. Hey, everybody, it's November. So those of you who remember, I have a charity, and every year I do sponsor a stash for a wonderful program called Sponsor a Scholar, which led us to this perfect thing, which was the best mustaches in comedic comedy movies roles, something to that effect. Yeah, I wrote down for my in mine the funniest mustachioed men. There it is. That's perfect. And I think it's because I just like the word mustachioed. Mustachio is a very, very good word. So, Jeremy, in putting this together, how easy was it for you to think of funny mustachioed people? Well, funny, you should say that. The the uh, uh, selection here was crazy. Like, there's so many I have here that, A, there's going to be some hurt feelings to some of these stashes. Uh, B... I I don't even know I don't even know what to do with all these great great stashes and there's so many there's so many good ones and and that's why we had to do just comedies right so how about you I, I found yeah this was a again write down a few that came to mind right away uh, and then lots more came how about you so it was interesting I wound up I think in a pretty good place like overall I was like oh okay this is like this is what I, I'll be able to do this. And then I wound up really kind of remembering the comedic part. And I was like, Oh no. Like a lot of the people I was thinking of, I'm like, these are great mustaches, but not in comedy. These are not comedic roles at all. These are not funny mustaches. These are serious mustaches. So I have an entire other list, like an honorable mentions list that I put together, which is like people that I wanted to mention, but they're not funny. But once I kind of oriented back it, like this was one of those dribs and drabs for me, where out of nowhere I would be having a conversation about something else with somebody else and be like, oh, and like have to write it down in my phone. Be like, oh, yeah, I forgot this guy. Oh, I forgot this person. Oh, I forgot this yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. I got a few of those. Question. Yes. The question. Yes. I had one that was that prompted my text to you, which was, do beards count? Uh, and and we, I, I think we both went into it knowing they did not, in fact, count. But there was still one where there is a beard, and I was just so dying to put it in, just because of the, the our our whole shtick and all the stuff we've done. And I'm going to tell you what it is because it's not in the list because he did have a beard, but it was so close. Which was uh, David Lopan, played by James Hung from Big Trouble in Little China, sure. has a glorious, glorious set of facial hair that really is mustache heavy, but there's just enough of that. Goatee, etc., going down. Yeah, that I couldn't. I couldn't be. But this is just because we're big, big fans of the. I, did we decide he's the most acted actor? The most appearances? I think so. He's in the. He's he's in top three, easy. He's definitely the. If there's a lo-fi top five book of world records, he's in ours. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So anyhow, um, thanks, uh, David Lopan. <laughs> Love a good David LePan reference. So without further ado, uh, let's jump into our Shawshank. So Jeremy being Gen X, me being millennially, uh, we try to figure out what the most pivotal mustache of comedic performances is. Do you have one? I have like one and a half. I, 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 I know we sort of, by the way, also for those new to the show, we have rules and we then set out to break them. Not like with um, crazy intentionality on it, but it just happens. Just happens. So, so the rule of the Shawshank is since since you can only pick one, but I kind of have two. JT, interesting. I'm I'm wondering how close are. So I have one, and I only have one. Um, and I'm I had a different one. I kind of like 
cycled in and out, but I wound up with this one being, I think, the, the pivotal mustached person in comedy. So Sorry to step over you there, but I think I have that same one as you. And then I sort of have an honorary second, and that's a semi-Gen X-ish kind of thing to do, I think. You'll see what I mean. Okay, well, so I think you start this week, so why don't you tell me which is your 1A Shawshank? 1921. Oh, okay. Pretty good, pretty good for the adult. So I don't know which movie you picked, but I think we're talking about the same person. 1921, though. I actually just watched the, this, the movie in particular. What, what were you going with, JT? Well, so I went with 1941. Probably the same guy. Probably the same guy. Oh, there was a movie in the 40s. Maybe. Oh, do we have breakage? Something one of our houses just broke. But hey, <laughs> it, wasn't our, it wasn't our MacBook, so let's keep going. Hey! So, hey, oh. So nice. So pretty good for the adult. Right. For that's, that's my hint. The, the adult. adult. I feel like it's a good hit, but I don't know. So what's the character's name? Do you know the character's name? The character's name is the tramp, and the movie oh, is the kid. Okay. The kid. The movie's the kid. Yep. The actor and mustachio man in particular is Mr. Charlie Chaplin. Yep. And that's my Shawshank. So I had gone with the great dictator and Adenoid Hinkle. Same thing though. Like it was that's that's for some reason I just thought that for some I thought I researched that that was like his first real feature film. And since since we're film people, but I guess now that I think about it, was so the kids the kids only fifty three minutes, but it is right. considered his uh, Charlie Chaplin's first film directorial debut. So I okay. guess the you know the solid fifty three minutes. But by the way, I did just rewatch it like a week and a half ago. It's really good. I'm gonna, I, I, I think it's a, the weekend showing with the kids, with my kids, because it's less than an hour, and it's, it really is a beautiful movie. By the way, it's not just a comedy. It's, a, it's right. Have you ever seen it? I have. I have. Okay. All right. And Great Dictator, by the way, also awesome choice. I originally was going to go with Modern Times. But okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Great Dictator. I've watched like in the past like two years. I remember thinking like it was one of those things that I watched like. I had like a mindless task that I needed to do. And I'm like, I'll put this on in the background and realize like 25 minutes in, I'm like, I'm paying no attention to this thing I'm supposed to be doing because this is so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so my honorary Shawshank will come from a movie in 1977. Oh, okay. And again, this is generational, but uh, you, you know the actor, by the way. But the, uh, the clue I'll give you here is it's Eastbound and Perfect. Eastbound and perfect. So Eastbound and Down. So Danny McBride was barely even born. But in Eastbound and Down, he's a baseball player. Is this Selleck in one of those? In uh, I love your logical train right there, buddy. But you got to go back to knowing that Eastbound and Down comes from something else. Well, clearly I didn't know that. Um, I don't know. I'm happy that I put together any guess, though. So I'm just going to stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that guess. Uh, so Eastbound and Down was the, I don't know if it was original for the movie, but it was the theme of Smokey and the Bandit with Bruce, with Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, yeah, classic mustache, great mustache. So I just had to do the, you know, for all people in the 70s and into the 80s, and, and really I know with uh, with Boogie Nights, you can say into the 90s too. Oof, that's so good. Yeah. So that's, that's it. I'm done with the uh, Shawshank game. I think, yeah, I, I listen, we agree with Chaplin. I think that was an easy one just because all mustaches came after his. Right. Um, so, yeah, that means you get to start. I think we're just going to jump right into the top five. Okay. First one I'm going to predict we share. Okay. Love that. Okay. Now, by the way, if you didn't pick up on it from our Shawshank, everybody, we do a few clues to our friend to see if they get the movie. And if they get it, they get a point. And if they don't get it, they get a point. And at the end, we add up the points. We don't talk about them because those are the points. So we'll start with what I believe we share from 2004. 2004. Okay. Cast includes Stephen Root and Justin Long. Okay. Am I correct that we will share this choice? So we're not going to share this as a top five, but I do think I know what it is. Okay, so would you like the five words first, I, knowing that you probably got it? Yeah, bring it to me. I want to see it anyway. Okay. Uh, so, again, we've had It's Eastbound and Perfect. We've had Pretty Good for the Kid. If you can shave wrenches, 
Right. <laughs> okay. So my five words for this one, this is this is in my like contenderish. Uh milkshake brings boys to yard. Nice. Yeah. So this would be Ben Stiller in Dodgeball. White Goodman. Which for a moment, I actually was like, wanted the Shawshank above Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> only because well, Chaplin is, is actually the most distinct. Like, I don't even know how you could close your eyes and not think of Charlie Chaplin. There is something about Stiller's grotesque mustache in this movie, which I actually believe he debuted in Happy Gilmore. Mm. The same. I don't know what you'd call that. Remember that? It's like, it's like a, there's some meme of this thing. It's just like, it's the, it's, it's the mustache that an evil person has. Correct. Basically. No good. Like, if you want to write a really clever comedy, you put that mustache on your protagonist. That's right. And see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. I want that to happen now. I, I'm trying to picture it. It just wouldn't work. No. So, anyhow, I, I'm not even the biggest Ben Stiller fan. I think this is my favorite of his performances. I think it's my favorite movie he, he did. Uh, I think it is the most. Ben Stiller-ish, Ben Stiller. I like. I, I guess something about Mary is a nice, nice second place. But that stash, man, it's so good. It's a great pick. It's a great movie. It was definitely in genuine contention for me. I don't know if we've talked about this a ton in the past, but like, I'm not a enormous Ben Stiller fan. Like one of my favorite quotes from Family Guy is, "He's the mutant offspring of comedic genius," and then he flies away with his ears. Um, <laughs> it's just so good uh, I do like him though and this is such a great role and it's the hair and the whole thing and the purple cobras it's just a great pick I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't be more here for this pick alright well disappointed that it was not a, a fully joint pick but JT what's your uh, what's first on your list alright so I'm gonna go in a let's see I'm gonna go I'll start on March 6th 1998 98. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to look. I, I ended up having notes on far more movies than usual this time because there's so much good stuff to go through. So I, I don't have the date. Go on. Okay. Uh, so cast is tough, but I, I mean, if I give you any cast, I think you're probably going to get it, but that's all right. Let's do uh, Julianne Moore and John Goodman. Oh, is this Sam Elliott in? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So my, my five words were upper lip masterpiece and sarsaparilla. Uh, this is the stranger from the big Lebowski. Uh, I've never actually put the big Lebowski in a top five list before. I couldn't believe really? that, but I went back and looked and it's, it's made rec- I, I've had it in and around things before, but it's never made it. I make reference to this movie all the time in my daily life. Uh, Obviously, you're not a golfer is one of my favorite things to say anytime somebody is out of place in any moment. Uh, I love rugs because of this movie. And Sam Elliott has the perfect mustache, period. And so if I could have just like I would just say Sam Elliott and be like, here you go. And realistically, like, you know, I don't know. The strangest part in this movie is super short lived, but it's just he's so perfect in those few moments that he's in it. And he does have one of the most distinctive mustaches, I think, on the planet. And I love him and I love his voice. And I'm, this is a fun movie, I think, in the sense that like I'm an apologist for it because everybody who doesn't get it, I'm like, I get why you don't get it. I do. This is not a movie I think everybody understands. But boy, if you get it, this movie's almost perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think that's well said. And I, th- I think the um, overarching theme here is going to be like that in some way the mustache really makes the character. Yeah. As as much as I think Ben Stiller actually could have probably pulled off dodgeball with all sorts of different haircuts and facial hair, he could have done tattoos, he could have had nose rings, like you could have done that character in so many different ways. Yeah. The Sam Elliott stash, which I did also have in your I had that as a he'll pick this somewhere, by the way. Yeah. Sure, um, of course. I think you need that style of that real like cowboy, you yep. know, the, like you need the caricature cowboy on stage for this on screen. Sorry for that to work. So it's great pick, bud. Yeah, he's. I mean, like the Sam joke aside, he looks like Yosemite Sam in this. Like it's literally like it's full cartoon and it's perfect. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Where do I go from here? 
I'm going to go to the one that was my, it is and was my favorite of all of my choices as a choice. I, I believe you've seen this. 1984. Okay. For the cast, I'll give you Michael McKean. Okay. You know who he is? Yeah. Mm, uh, Better no. Call Saul. He's the brother in Better Call Saul. Never seen Better Call Saul. Mm, he was a Kids in the Hall guy. He was oh. squiggy. He was squiggy. Which Kids in He's, the Hall guy? Michael McKean. He's, okay. he's, oh, got he's, it. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think what else he was in other than this. To, to That's all right. Keep going. You you would know him in an instant. Uh, and Bruno Kirby. Okay, I know Bruno Kirby. And your five words. It definitely exceeds a 10. 1984, Bruno Kirby. It definitely exceeds a 10. Spinal Tap. Yes. Harry Shearer. Oh, I didn't even think of this movie. This is a great pick. Thanks, bud. That, oh. you know which one I'm talking about with just yeah. the huge yeah. Yeah. sagging. Yeah. It, it's sort of maybe when you, it's sort of somewhere, it's sort of like the Sam Elliott meets Ben Stiller in a way as a stash. It's like this some, is Crosby, Stills, and Stash. Like this is, this is perfect. This is great. Yeah. So this is my favorite of the picks. I mean, the character, it, I apologize. I'm not, I was on the, on the top of the character names. It's Nigel, I believe. Is that yeah, Nigel? I think you're that, right. He's a, he's a great character. I mean, they're all sort of dummies in the band. <laughs> right. But like, he's the dummiest of the dummies. Sure. And having such a, not just a ridiculous mustache, but one of those mustaches that you'd assume People say to you, like, hey, you're going to trim that thing down or something? Gonna, <laughs> right. what, what, what's going on here? Right. Like, you're not going to question Ben Stiller because he just looks like a guy who's going to try to, you know, hit you with a wrench or something. Sure. But Harry Shearer is like this short, funny, you know, the Nigel character, whatever. Nobody's threatened by that guy. Nope. So you got to assume that the publicist, somebody, people are talking to him about that stash. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to ride this out for sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's perfect. All right, then. Where are I'm, you going? I'm, well, I'm, I'm just bummed because that literally missed me. Entire, it's, it's nowhere. I don't have that mm. anywhere, and it's a really good mm. one. Um, all right, so for my next pick, I'm going to go in the – not the Hwayback machine, but in the partially Hwayback machine. Uh, okay. Let's go September 15th of 1978. Ooh, 78, JT. Yes, sir. Are we, doing, are we doing my one of my favorite movies again? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can give the only two people I could give you is maybe like Edie Adams and Arthur Roberts, which is probably I'm hoping is not super helpful. Uh, yeah, I have no idea who they are. Eighty-eight, uh, seventy, seventy-eight, right? Seventy-eight. All right, let's hear the five. Like nice mustache, man. Seventy-eight. This is earlier than Fast Times. Yep. Like nice mustache, man. Man's a key there. It's got sort of like a surfer dude vibe. Close, close. Seventy-eight, and I have seen this. You think? Oh, I. You know what? I don't know. I can't imagine you haven't. Okay. I'm. I mean, I'll throw a seven. Is seventy-eight because I and I have not seen it. It was seventy-eight Deliverance or something. No, so I'll give you the character name, which might tip you off. Uh, Pedro Dupacus. Does not tip me off. Oh, man. Maybe you haven't seen this. Maybe this is not as big of a movie to other people as it was in my life. So this is Up in Smoke with Tommy and with Cheech and Chong. Oh, I you know, I saw Cheech and Chong movies when I was like a teenager and I was a real straight-laced kid. Is is not surprising to anybody. So I wasn't really into that whole thing, but that's a great, great pick, buddy. Like I would honorarily happily include Cheech and Chong in my list, even it was like, I couldn't tell you a plot point of any of their movies other than born <laughs> in East LA. Uh, but that's awesome, buddy. Good one. <laughs> well, so as it, as it would not surprise anyone who knows me, I was not a straight least kid. <laughs> I was a teenager and also saw these when I was a teenager and dude, first of all, I love Cheech Marin so much. Like, like he's an Oliver and Company. He was in Nash Bridges, which is like a show that my mom liked that I actually enjoyed. And Cheech and Chong are just like 
so permanently fixated in my sort of like thought process when I think of like absolutely crazy characters and Cheech's mustache in everything they did was always on point. Like thick boy, like split in the middle, holy diesel mustache, mustache. And he's just the best. Like he's just, I think he's so, even now he's so funny. Every interview he's in, I'm like, dude, this guy's still hilarious. Oh, super, super funny. I, I wasn't kidding, by the way. Born in East LA, for whatever reason, I saw one of those movies. that came. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. 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 That, uh, that's a good one. But no, he's so iconic. This is a really good pick. Very Thanks. I, listen, yeah. I, I it was one of the it was one of the very first ones that came up when we thought about it. So I was like, all right, who are people that have it? It was honestly, it was Sam Elliott. I'm like, what movie should I use Sam Elliott from? And I was like, oh, this is how I'm going to get to talk about Cheech and Chong a little bit. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I used a similar vehicle to bring in an actor who we've talked about, but a movie in particular we have not. Okay. Though I I know we've dabbled around it, but 1985. Okay. Love that movie. With Jerry Orbach and, you know, Dun Dun. Oh, no. I love Jerry Orbach. Yeah. Orbach's, he's the best. And uh, John Candy, also the best. Oh, they're both the best. This is 1985? It is. What was Candy in? Because the the one that I was thinking of Orbach, I'm going to just talk through my thought process before you give me the five words. I, the one I thought that Orbach was in, I don't remember Candy being in. So keep going. This this is in that like everybody but the main cast is pretty you know short roles. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't. I don't. To be honest, I don't truly remember Orbach's part. Okay, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. So here's your five words though. A thirty million dollar trim. A thirty million dollar trim. Jerry. Orbach, I got to get off of him and move on to John Candy because Orbach, I, I just, I can't get past Dirty Dancing. Um, no, that's like 88, 89. I believe you. Yeah, I don't know. 85 Candy, a thir- $30 million trim. $30 million Sorry, trip question mark. Question mark. Trim? Oh, wait. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Was, was Candy in Brewster's Millions? Ding, ding, ding. Hey! I'll take it. Couldn't you just made that the plot? Like, how do you spend your money? I'll pay you $30 million. Trim my mustache. Uh, yeah. Well done. There you go. I get I get it's it the, now. It's the biggest plot hole of Brewster's Millions is that there was not a disclaimer that in the, uh, in the little game he has to play, he's not allowed to simply have people massively overcharge him. Right. Right. Because <laughs> right. I'd be like, I go to 30 people I know and be like, I'll pay you a million dollars to go get me dinner. And then yeah. we're all done with the money, and it worked out pretty well. Problem off. And my friends are happy. Everybody's having a good time. But in the actual movie of Brewster's Millions, where Richard Pryor is challenged to legitimately somehow sort of spend 30 million bucks, he certainly doesn't get it on a trim on his wonderful mustache. It's a great mustache. And part of the reason I picked this one is I felt, how familiar are you with, with Brewster? Uh, so of all of his work, it's probably in the middle for me somewhere of like familiarity of like, I know it for sure, but there are yeah. definitely movies that he did that are like speak to me more meaningfully. Which I would also agree with, but I felt this was his personal biggest vehicle and opportunity. That's it's fair. like, we all know that like off screen prior was messing up his whole life and, you know, whatever reasons, depression, whatever the things were, but you know, Hollywood kept trying to give him a shot. And I felt, you know, when I looked back on like what he did, as much as you and I both have are like him with Gene Wilder and Silver oh. Streak and all those kind of movies, I felt this is the way they were. Where Hollywood was literally like, "Here you go, right. just make this one, and all all will be well." And I don't really know what happened afterward, career wise. I think this is just when he got further into drugs and whatnot, which is really a shame because this is a fun movie, certainly renewable, like. There's no reason that they, they could just make, by the way, Bruce, like all they have to do now is that like that guy left their money, like Richard Pryor left his money to some other, someone, Kevin Hart, right? Done. That's it. Yeah. Done. Write it. Do, right. Do some deep fake thing and like get the rights to his estate or like do it respectfully and like how, you know, or don't even have to, you could be off screen. doesn't matter. It could be an executor and have yeah. a picture of Brewster. Because yeah. I would, I would pay anything to see Richard Pryor. But um, 
that's my pick. It's a great one. I am embarrassed to say that I didn't think of Richard Pryor, uh, which is a shame because he's wonderful and we love him. Uh, yeah, I got nothing else. That's just a really good one. Man, that's really good. I told you I had an extensive list. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because I feel like I was like, oh, man, there's going to be so much duplication. And so far, you've gotten me twice. So this is a good time. Those, By the way, those are not either of the two I have flagged as JT may well overreact to not having picked these two. Great. I have two of those. Okay. And a possible third. So, like, this is all you territory, buddy. Maybe even four. I can, I can go all day with JT's picks for this category. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if that's the case, then I'm just going to do this one because I know you have it. Or I assume you have it. November 3rd, 2006? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, there's uh, This mustache no is great success. <laughs> Mine is hang like face of wizard. Yeah. That's uh, great. Yeah. So this is Borat, Cultural Learnings of an America for Make Benefit, Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> oh, you went all the way. Nicely done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Sasha Baron Cohen is a genius. We have not talked about him nearly as much as we probably should because he does – Things like this, which I think gets him sort of in a in a weird place. Surprisingly, I know we don't really do the Metacritic thing as much anymore because we've all agreed that it's kind of dumb. But 89, this was rated. And I am so happy that that's the case. Uh, I think 89. An 89. That's like a proper score. <laughs> yeah, this definitely deserves that. Although derivative work like it, and I haven't even seen the sequel, unfortunately. But like this deserves it just because no, no one had done anything like it. It was so nuts, dude. Like there's just this whole thing. First of all, it's a fabulous mustache that plays to character like perfectly. It needed to be there. It wouldn't have been a, like he would have been a completely different guy without it, which I know sounds crazy. But I think I stand behind that statement. Um, sure. I think he's one of the most talented and unique creators of our entire generation, like period. Like it's just such a he's he's nuts right like but not really like he's a genius and they did the I forget who does the actors roundtable is it Variety I think or Vanity Fair but whichever one it's a shout out to those guys they do the actors roundtable directors roundtable and he's on it and it's like him and Tom Hanks and Shia LaBeouf and these other people and like and Don Cheadle and I remember Don Cheadle being like fascinated by Sasha Baron Cohen. And Don Cheadle's like one of the best actors of our generation. And he's just looking at this guy with stars in his eyes, just like this guy's an animal. Um, The the thing that made me the most not surprised, but I found interesting enough to actually pull a piece of trivia for this. The cops were called documented 92 times during production of this movie. Wow. Why, Why that's more impressive is that he had an FBI team assigned to him after the first two weeks of filming. Because people were like, there's a crazy person running around doing weird stuff. So, like, the cops are showing up and the FBI's there like, hey, <laughs> you guys can leave. <laughs> yeah, we got this one. Uh, I, I think it's a good point also. Sasha Baron Cohen is probably going to – without without an interesting – like, not interesting. I, I don't know what he's going to have to do in the second half or third half, third, third trimester of his career or whatever – but to he has not shaken Borat, Ali G, etc. Right. Despite like serious roles, yep. Really strong performances in them, and also I have to say, you know, celebrities get a good and bad rap when they do their non-celebrity stuff, because to be honest, some some celebrities are not that well educated, right? And others are, and you know, like Julia Louis Dreyfus, for example went to, I think, Juilliard or Harvard. Like, she's a brilliant lady, yeah. right? Paris Hilton, on the other hand, did not go to any of these places. She might be brilliant in a different way. I don't know. I don't know her. I don't want to comment. But she's clearly not the same kind of book smart as Miss Dreyfus. Right. Sasha Baron Cohen is that example of a very, very smart man. Yeah, he's like, brilliant. Like, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I, it's actually a really good question. I'm excited to see what he does because he has done some dramatic roles and he's very good. Like he can he can just act. He doesn't have to do yeah. the absurd thing. Um, so I have one question for you, which is, do you did you ever catch any of the dialogue when he was supposedly speaking Kazakh? At the time? Yes. 
Mm, no, I vaguely remember it was like legit language of some kind, or I don't know. Yeah. I remember there was something about the words, though, now so that you bring I'm, it up. I'm asking you, because I don't know how sharp your Hebrew is, but apparently there's a bunch of in-jokes in the movie, because all he did was layer in like his own jokes in Hebrew, but with a super thick Eastern European accent. So while he's doing all of the shtick that he does as Borat, he's actually speaking in Hebrew, but this like kind of layering it in with accent. And it's like supposed to be like, apparently there's a bunch of really funny stuff in there if you speak the language, which I know you're, you're not fluent, but you're familiar. I'm not even remotely familiar. So I wasn't sure if that was a thing that stuck out to you. Yeah, pretty much unless he's saying a prayer over the bread and the wine. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> or maybe baking a piece of matzah in half. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, got it, got it. It's basically the same with me in Latin. There's like a couple of words, that, but out of context, not a, not a single part. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I did actually have Borat in the Pong section. So okay. I will go on though with my next 1999. 99? 99. 99. 99 times. Diedrich, is it Bader or Botter? Oh, I think, ba- I think Botter. I think so too. It looks like it should be Bader. But anyhow, yeah. Diedrich Botter and John C. McGinley. Oh, love him. Uh, Any five words I will give you? Can it come in Saturday? Can it come in Saturday? Sorry, I had that. I, that was my old one. It should. It should come in Saturday. It should come in Saturday. This is not ringing it, a bell. The it is your. It. Remember, in each case, there's a way I'm morphing a thing from the movie to the mustache. Morphing a thing. So it should come in Saturday. This is 1999. Yeah. Um, nothing is jumping. Nothing is jumping out to me. I think I'm going to have to slide on this one. I don't know. So this is Steven Root's character from okay. Office Space. From Office Office space. This is another really good pick I don't have anywhere. Ugh. I didn't know where this would be with you. I had this as a JT maybe. Um, but I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that delightful reaction. Ugh. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know this, there's nothing we like more than picking a thing that the other one noticed, like knew they should have picked. Right. So why I picked this is... It's such an awful mustache. So bad. It's so terrible. Funny thing, I, now that I live in New York, I actually didn't bump into Stephen Root, but I was at a Broadway show with him sitting like literally right behind me. So I got a chance to just kind of see him in person. And obviously the camera has a big effect and the makeup and all that. To see, to try to picture that mustache on him as like a well put together man wearing a suit and like looking good and out on the night on the town. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's the office space guy. That's the red stapler guy right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I love this one because it's, it's again, it's in that category of mustaches where all it takes is one friend to be like, dude, either let that grow a little or just get rid of it. This is so good. It's so good, and it's such a good movie, and the jump to conclusions, Matt, and I believe you have my stapler, and Stephen Root was so good in this, and I'm so sad that I didn't think of it, but I'm very happy you you have it. I don't think it would have been top five for me, but the fact that it's not on my list anywhere is an abomination, and good for mm-hmm. you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Is this, was this one of the – no, this isn't even one of the ones that you think I'm going to be mad for forgetting. This no, I got better than that. This is going poorly for me. Uh, all right, so my next one is this one. I don't think I don't even know if you've seen this movie. So August tenth of two thousand twelve, and how about I give you John Lithgow and Dylan McDermott, big names. Twenty twelve Lithgow, I love Lithgow and McDermott. This is like when he's doing the practice, isn't it? About uh, maybe, maybe yeah. after that, yeah. a little bit after, I think. Oof. Nope, nothing comes to mind. All right, F- uh, five words. Comedic take on mayoral race. Twenty twelve. Is this the one with Will Ferrell and is it Jack Black? Not Jack or, Black. No, no. Uh, uh, but it's that one. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Who's he up against? Uh, another 
Funny man. Why is Jack Black the only face that's coming in my... Is Jack Black in this one? He's not. Oh my gosh, who am I thinking of then? It's it's where Will Ferrell is a... Can- it's the candidate. It is the candidate. No, it's, no, it's not. Sorry. It's called the campaign. The campaign. Thank you. You're right. The candidate's Redford. Um... Who was that? Who was that mustachioed man? They both have mustaches, don't they? Well, try to think of it. So instead of Jack, like think of Jack Black sitting between two ferns. What would he look like? Oh, it's Zach Galifianakis. (laughs) Yeah, there he is. (laughs) Jack Galifianakis. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, So this is Marty Huggins and it is a horrible mustache. And if I can steal a line from Linus in Oceans, I think it's 12, or no, Oceans 13, when he asks if the nose plays, for Marty Huggins, the mustache plays. Like, you absolutely need this guy who's like a dork and sort of a, you know, he's like a dweeb and he's got the sweaters and he's like got the little pugs and all this stuff. And they got to put him up against Will Ferrell, who's like this all-American Southern boy. Dude, the Marty Huggins mustache is so important to the storyline and Galifianakis is so good in this role in, in like, there's a, <laughs> there's a scene between the two of them where Zach Galifianakis doesn't know how to talk trash. And Will Ferrell literally says to him, like as his character, he's like, do you not know how to, how to smack talk? And he doesn't. And the fact that he doesn't plays so much better with the mustache, all of it just comes together so well. And it's actually, I think it's an underrated movie. It's a pretty funny movie. The cast dude, Farrell, Galifianakis, McDermott, Jason Sudeikis, John Lithgow, Brian Cox, Dan Aykroyd, Thomas Middleditch. Like, really, really good. This is a really good cast. And it's early enough for some of them and late for some, right? It's late for Cox. It's late for Lithgow. It's late for Aykroyd. It's early for Middleditch. It's early for Sudeikis. It's kind of early for Galifianakis. It was before he was, like, really kind of who he was. I just think it's a super fun movie. And... For some reason, there's definitely better movies and there's more iconic mustaches even. But this one really just really stuck with me. I was like, nah, man, Marty Huggins needs the mustache for this movie to work. (laughs) It's a nice pick. I saw it when it first came out. I don't I honestly it didn't make enough of an impression other than like enjoyable. I probably gave it like a six or a seven out of ten kind of thing. That's right. But the, the poster art is is like I'm seeing it right now. Like, and you're right; it is I, it is important to that character. He needed it. He absolutely yeah. needed it. Yeah. Nice pick, bud. Thanks. Uh, all right. I think this is where I get into sort of rockier territory. I am still refusing to pick the annoyed JT picks. Will come later. Okay. So we'll go to 1988. Oh boy. Okay. I'll give you Alec Baldwin and Catherine O'Hara. Love, love, but nothing. Okay. Now the rules are: if I I can use the same word, I only get five words. But the way, if I want to repeat one of those words, I'm I'm welcome to. Correct. I mean, yeah, Jeremy, you can do whatever you want. It's our podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to go like this: mustache, mustache. Say mustache one more time. Wait, what year did you say this was? 88. Oh. Okay, so that's not because uh, the, the words really threw me off. Mustache, mustache, say mustache one more time. I don't know what this is. I couldn't, I, I, you know, this is where your pronunciation and intonations serve you so well. It's, it would be more like, mustache, mustache. Say mustache one, one more time. I mean, you're doing a good job. I just don't know if I'm familiar with the with the line. Well, if he said it the third time, the mustache would have appeared. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Why did I not pick this up? Okay. I don't I have this one here. I mean, how, you know, you have to make Beetlejuice look sort of awful like he has to look dirty he's like a ghost he's just like a dirty sleazy ghost you know he's the kind of ghost that would like hang out in bus stations right right, right. Yeah, yeah he's a bus stop ghost i don't think you pull off beetlejuice without 
the stash. Yeah, I, it's a totally reasonable thing. To be honest, I don't even remember him really having a mustache until you said it. And then it was like, oh, yeah, that's like a – yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a gross one. Just he's, – he's yuck. everything about it. Yeah. It's, so it's just like capital Y yuck. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He's very yucky. Yeah, that's great. It's a great pick. That's a great pick. I'm really – how did Baldwin – Baldwin in 88 should have given it away. That was a great – like you did a great job. It's funny though. I picked him on purpose because I think it's not a dead giveaway. Actually, I think Baldwin in the late eighties, you start going like, "Well, what was he in again before Hunt for October?" And maybe you get a couple of those picks. Maybe you don't. Yeah. So I thought it was because he's actually the leading male, or after Keenan, of course. Right, but no, he's for all intent and purpose. I'd say he was the leading male because that's you know you don't walk in knowing about Beetlejuice. You walk in knowing about Alec Baldwin. So that's right. It's great. All right. Let's hear your fifth one. And we'll All right. On. Fifth and final, February 15th, 2002. You had to know this was coming. February 15th, 2002. I don't have an 02 on my primary list, so go on. Ooh. Uh, cast is super hard. Steve Lemmy, Kevin Heffernan. Ooh, we might. Wait, maybe I wrote, maybe I wrote the wrong year down. Well, let me hear your five words, and then I'll make a choice. Uh, so it's you boys like Mexico. So that are we sure that's not O one? It's probably O one. <laughs> so let's see. My five words were: Well, this, this is our test if we're on the same movie. That's a great shave, meow. Yeah, yeah. So this is Super Trooper. So I must have the year yeah. wrong. So it's two thousand one. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, so this one for me was kind of cheating because it's just it's all of them. Everybody who has a mustache in this movie, because not everybody does. Rabbit doesn't, but he tries, right? But like this, this movie is so bad and so good. And I love the Broken Lizard guys. And it's, again, kind of like Big Lebowski, but different. I will apologize for this movie forever. I don't care if you don't like it. It's so good. Not you, anybody. Like I'll fight anybody that this is a hilarious movie. <laughs> hey, I don't think you got to get defensive about liking Super Troopers. It's, it, it is... It delivers exactly on the kind of movie it is, right? Yep. Like you're not like, well, should I watch Gandhi tonight or maybe Super Troopers? Like if you're if you're wrestling with that decision, well, boy, you're having an interesting evening. Interesting evening, right? But if you're saying I want to watch a comedy that I know not to be a uh, um, uh, an attempt at like some top top um, highbrow. T- you know, Uber comedy. Sure. I'm just going to make a funny movie with silly gags and some good one liners and lots and lots of that, like three characters set up to, to tell a joke kind of moments. Yep. This is not a movie to be defensive about at all. This is That's a so fun good. pick. I think it's so good. And there's, again, thinking about like highly quotable, highly memorable. There's so many little lines of this that exist in my pretty like regular life still to this day like still to this day and the mustaches, the cop mustache is like a known thing. And there's the, the actual troopers versus the cops and they all have the different mustaches and the, the mustaches all play specifically to the individual character. It's like part of the story. Like it's genuinely part of the story and similar to people referencing a Chaplin mustache. There was a period of time where people would use super trooper mustache as a thing. Which to me, if we're going to do comedic mustachio, like if you got a mustache named after you, bud, you're on the list. Yeah, you made it somewhere. Somewhere. For me, by the way, it was specifically Jay Chandrasekhar's mustache because yeah. that was my favorite of the oh, batch. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, nicely done. So now we're into. So, oh, by the way, congratulations. That was second on the ones if you had forgotten that I thought you had been most upset that you forgotten list. Okay, good. So I will tell you honestly that it took me a long time to get to that one. That was a Drims and Drabble one because I was trying to think of individual mustaches, and that's mm. an ensemble mustache as far as I'm concerned. So I, I got to that talking <laughs> through it with like my wife, actually. She mentioned something that was already on the list, and I'm like, well, like Super Troopers. I'm like, oh, my God, if I forgot Super Troopers. And then Super Troopers immediately, I was like, I think that's top five because there's at least four, maybe five or six very important and very good mustaches. There you go. True story. An ensemble stash. Uh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> okay. 
this is definitely in in territory. We'll see what happens. So first on the Pong, 1999. Okay. Are we doing cast or no cast? Just into the five ah, words. Just five words. Take a load off. Shave. Take a load off. Shave. 19, is this the one that's going to make me so sad because I don't have it? No, but you're going to groan. 1999. For some reason on our podcast, every time that we say 99, I just go Matrix. And I can't get past it every time. Uh, I, do the same thing, I do the same thing in 85 with uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. 99, I don't know. I don't know what this is. This is the South Park movie, specifically Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's a good one. No arguments. Okay. Uh, let's do February of 2000, Dapper Dan's biggest fan. Dapper Dan's biggest fan. I, I don't know what that means. So this is Everett from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Great mustache. Oh, you know, that one came up in my Googling. That was the, and I've only seen it once, and it's actually high on my need to rewatch this soon list. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've only ever seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Once. Yeah. Oh, for some reason, that really surprises me. It seems like one of those movies that should be one of my like perennial top whatevers. Yeah. Yeah, you like good acting and good stories, and you have a thing with music that's similar to what I do, and that one's like scored and musical. Ah, uh, yeah, you should see that again. Yeah, I have the soundtrack. I have it in multiple playlists. I like the cast. And I like the cast. I like the directors. I like the concept. There's no reason I haven't seen this a dozen times. Okay, okay. I'm as long as we agree with that, I'm fine with moving on. <laughs> 2004. Okay. Uh, Diedrich Bader again. Didn't get many student votes. 2004. Didn't get many student votes. Rushmore? Oh, that's a great guess. It's the right timing and you are wearing that Bill Murray shirt. I am. But no, this is the person who did not get many student votes, maybe because of his mustache, is Pedro. Oh, Pedro. That's really good. That's a really good one. Movie, by the way, for those who haven't seen, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, that's great. That's a great pick. Big fan. So this one, I can't believe you didn't have. So 94. And this is, we'll see if you get the throwback. Say what one more time. That's Pulp Fiction. Right. Sam Jackson. Yeah, Jules Winfield, man. That's a great stash. It is a great. I had it a little later on the It's down in my uh, and the rest section. Uh, only because you're right. There's no reason for it to not be higher. It's a, it's an absolutely great stash. You're totally right. Okay. But I had so you'll see, there's still more to come. I know. I can, I can't believe we're still moving this. Like I, I'm going to run out of runway, not too soon, but soon you you feel like you're still like just in the middle somewhere. <laughs> I can go. I can do this all day. All right. Uh, 84. Okay. Not putting in a tailpipe. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills cop. Correct. Okay, so don't have it on my list, but it was one of those ones that I was like, I just stopped putting some down because I picked the ones that I liked. That was one yeah. where it came through the week, and I'm like, Eddie Murphy should be on this list somewhere, and if he's going to be there, it's probably Beverly Hills Cop and not Trading Places. So agree. That's right. Yeah, yep, I'm, I'm with you. All right, let's do 87, wispiest of pirate mustaches. 87. I'm proud of this one. Ooh, I might have the year wrong. I think my movie for this is a little later. I only have one pirate in my entire list. Is this okay. a movie with pirates in them? Yeah, yeah sort of. Hmm. All right. My, the one I have is way down near the bottom is Dustin Hoffman as Hook in Hook. So I had good form, Jack. Good form. He was also in my contender pong, but no, that oh, was okay. not what I'm talking about. Wispiest... Well, oh, 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 yes, this is in, okay, this is also in a special section of my list. Again, we have, we have more ground to cover, unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> depending on how, how bored you are at this point in the cast, cast, everybody. This is the Princess Bride, right? Yeah, this is Wesley from Princess Bride. Wesley, yeah, it's a great pick. Okay. We just talked about Princess Bride pretty recently. It's why I, I jumped, dumped it way down the list. Totally fair. Also 87, should have merchandised a beard trimmer. 
also 87 and should have merchandised a beard trimmer. Merchandise. I would have said mustache trimmer, but realistically, the product is a beard trimmer. Nobody makes a mustache trimmer. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Should have merchandised a beard trimmer. Merchandised. It's cool that you said it that way, but I still don't know what it is. Spaceballs, the breakfast cereal. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. Oh. President Scroob. President Scroob has a mustache. Has a wonderfully awful mustache. Yeah, no, he does. And you are 100% right. That's good. That's very good. Uh, let's do 1935. Oh. Glasses with a mustache. Oh, this is, uh, is this Gregory Peck in nope. something? Nope. Glasses, mustache. Glasses, mustache to me is Peck, but 35, uh, Clark Gable in something. Groucho Marx. Oh, of course. Much, much smarter. Yes. You know, I've never seen any of the Marx Brothers movies. Oh, well, that was so I, – I did A Night at the Opera because that's one of my favorites. And uh, it's, you know, it's actually like really beautifully well – it's like a beautiful movie actually. That, that's uh, the one I top of my list to see. It's so good. It's so good. But also, literally, when I was thinking, like, he was the other one where I was like, Chaplin's the mustache. Marx's mustache glasses. It's both, right? But, like, right. you need both of them. I mean, they literally, they sell them together. So. No, you got it. You got it. Okay. Here we go. Last one. Okay. I'm pretty confident at this point you do not have this on your list, JT. I can't possibly at this point. 2019. Okay. It's removable. Or an eyebrow. 2019, it's removable or an eyebrow. It's re- I'm like getting very vivid flashes of something in my brain, but it's not putting itself together. Or okay, what if in eyebrow. addition to 2019, I'll give you 1995, 1999, and 2010? 1995, 1999, and 2010. And 2019. Oh, JT's going to be so mad with himself, people. I'm really struggle bussing right now. Like, I'm getting, I'm sad already just because those are too many clues to not be picking this up. And I'm sure our audience right now is like, oh my God, it's blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a removable mustache that you could use as an eyebrow or an ear. Or a nose. Is this Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story? Sure is. I'm throwing stuff at my screen right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's really good. This is great. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. I have no comment. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. (laughs) You're up. (laughs) I, oh man, that's such a funny pick. That's great. Good for you. Uh, Let's do. 2000 no you know what i'm gonna do this one just because it's fun it's fun 1993 terrible movie no sleeves mustache terrible i'm I'm like okay well it's the tank top movie um well you're not far off 93 bunch of characters wearing tank tops is that roughly what's going on well it's one character who just never has sleeves on ever 93 i don't know man what is this this is uh, Sean Armstrong was the character name. This is Hulk Hogan and Mr. Nanny. <laughs> wow. That's a great mustache. I forgot about Hulk Hogan. It's a great mustache. It's, it's a, a great, great mustache. mustache. Yeah. All right. So uh, here we're out of that. So now we're at the sort of this and the rest batch. And sure. I feel like I got to rattle through a bunch of these. Do you want to go like back and forth these just sort of naming? No, I'll be honest with you. I only have like two or three more and because you stepped on a couple of them, right? I had White Goodman. Uh, we didn't get to Ron Burgundy uh, and we didn't get to Nacho Libre. That's all okay. I got. I'm done. All right. I'm Finn. I got James Gammon. He was the coach in Major League. Great one. I got Gomez from Adam's Family. Ooh, you just said that. What was the um, – in the first major league, a great mustache was the Yankee guy. The guy in the Yankees had a great mustache in the original. He did. I don't remember the, his name. He's like the destroyer, the hitter, the that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Great mustache. Rookie, yeah. That's a good one. I, I also had uh, Best in Show, Christopher Guest. I, I already did Spinal Tap, so I didn't want to do two of their movies. But Christopher Guest as the you know the hillbilly guy with the big bloodhound. It's a great one. Matt Dillon, something about Mary. 
thought about that and his teeth bothered me. So here are now, wait, I now have six more that I just wanted to shout out to. Sure. And I will now skip the 10 that come after them, but that's how many more great ones I have. Okay. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi as Hitler. Thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. He just does it because it's not the actual Hitler mustache. That's what makes it good. It's just That's like, why it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Weird Al in UHF because he's Weird Al. Great one. Peter Sellers is Inspector Clouseau throughout. Yep. Thought about that yep. one. I had Bruno Kirby as an honorable mention for both City Slickers and When Harry Met Sally. Great pick. Didn't think of that at all. Michael? Michael? Which Michael do I – come on, say my Michael for me. Which Michael we got? The Michael My- we like. That you say his name so well. Oh, Michael Kane. In Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, that's a great pick. Oh, that's a great pick. There's still great ones. Dante and Clerks, High and Raising Arizona, The Blues Brothers, Kevin Klein and Fish Called Wanda, Will Smith and Men in Black. Oh, um, yeah, Har- Will Smith. Harvey Corman and Blazing Saddles, Sam Rockwell and Galaxy Quest, and finally Gene Wilder and Young Frankenstein. And Young Frankenstein, yeah. Stein, Stein, Stein. That that one I had. That was one of my late entries where I was like, nah, I've got stuff that I like more than that. So can I throw a couple? Well, I'll give you the. You can pass on this. I have a couple honorable mentions of ones that jumped to my mind, but then I was like, these are not comedic movies. Are we ever going to do a non-comedic mustache one? Because then I won't step on these. Are we ever? Well, this is it's episode 70, 70? 70, yeah. Well, by about episode like 500, we're going to be reaching pretty deep. So, yes, we probably will, but no, we probably won't remember what was said here today. Well, the only – so I'm going to keep all of them behind. The one that I wanted to point out, though, because there's some that you – know, listen, next year I'm going to be doing a mustache thing again. Maybe we do this every year. We'll just keep doing weird mustache ones. The one that I was on the fence about because it's kind of comedic but kind of not, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time, is Russell Hammond in Almost Famous. That's Russell's the character. Yeah. But Billy Crudup yeah. is so good. That's a great mustache. Yes. Great mustache. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, so I am – I'm very impressed with you, like because this is not. So I didn't. I did the same thing we always do, which is I did eventually go research it. It's not particularly easy to research. Um, there's like a couple of lists. There's a ranker for everything. So there was like one or two lists where I was like, okay, and I like vetted it and didn't find any where I was like, oh, totally forgot about that one. Um, but definitely validated a couple for me. Uh, but dude, I, having looked at I think the two or three lists that I found, you had a bunch that were nowhere on any of them. So good on you, bud. You win this Thanks, week. Buddy. Uncategorically, Thank you. you win this week. Ah, uh, I get the point. Oh, it's yours. Well, we'll even tell the public. This is a Jeremy week. Jeremy wins this week, and it's not close. All right. Well, I really wanted to do my part because you're doing your real part to actually raise some funds for some people. Drive. So folks who have made it this far, we're going to put a link in the show notes or something like that to make sure you can go uh, help out JT, who is – Again, so this isn't a Zoom filter. That's that's what your that's your face right now, right? It's it's actually my face. And if you want to see it, you can go on uh, our Instagram. I'm going to post something, which is a perfect segue into what we're doing next week, Jeremy, because it's it's my pick, I believe. What, correct. What what are we going to do next week? Will will your will it involve patchy 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 hair? Well, it's not going to involve patchy hair, but it's going to involve sketchy acting. So uh, what I did this week uh, as part of raising funds, if you want me to do this, depending on the level with which you commit some funds to a a wonderful scholarship to put uh, some really deserving uh, youth into college and give them mentors for all four years of high school or three years of high school, four years of college and give them some capital to make sure that they don't have to work extra hard. uh, I'm taking basically just like I'm making a fool of myself on the Internet. And one of our listeners and friends, he's actually been on the podcast at one point during our rebuttal episode, uh, Darren, uh, was very kind and made a very generous donation and then said, hey, I want you to do Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholas in A Few Good Men. Jack Nicholson. Jack That's Nicholson. Yeah, I, I was like, waiting. That was like, such a nice I like nice golf. I, I do that a lot. Uh, and so I did. And I had to like – try to learn the parts and I, I played dress up and I made a whole thing. And it, it kind of, it made me think we have kicked around for a couple weeks now, a Tom Cruise episode. And so next week, Jeremy and I in one way or another are going to do some sort of a top five list around good old Tom Cruise. 
Tommy Tommy Cruz. Good old Tommy Cruz. Good old good old Tommy Cruz. So if you're looking forward to that, uh, let us know. Also, you can please feel free to donate. Most importantly, though, rank us. Tell everybody that you like us. It, it helps us on the interwebs if you do nice things. And we love you guys. And we'll see you next week on the Lo-Fi Time.